Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketing Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. And we got a student in the studio. Yeah. No kidding. That's our partner. Absolutely. Samuel Timothy. So today's podcast, we talked about a, a topic that I think all of us you know, deal with with all of our clients and anybody that we're kind of consulting with and explaining. And the idea is essentially answering the question, how much should I be spending on marketing, right? It was a very broad question, but a lot of times it comes down to, you know, based on my revenue, based on my growth goals, how much do I need to spend to meet these goals? Or how much percentage of my revenue should I be spending and investing into my marketing in order to, you know, either, hey, just keep up or to, you know, put position myself ahead of the competition. So we have, you know, some kind of equations and calculations and some thought process of how we develop this. It depends on the type of company that you are and kind of where you're at in your business growth journey. But I think we dove into that and, and answered some of those questions in this podcast. So if you're trying to determine how much you should spend on your marketing as a business owner or as a, a marketing leader, hopefully you enjoy. All right, so Taylor, today's topic is how much should I spend on my marketing? Right, that's a question yeah. you're always going to hear for decades and decades and years to come. Yep. And it's a magic formula. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think for whatever reason, there was always this idea. Maybe it was back when it was a little more traditional marketing is like, you, know, you look at a, a business, and a lot of times, by the way, these are calculated based on you know healthy, thriving businesses, established mm -hmm. businesses, right? And it's like, okay, well, you know, here's what your you know human capital cost should be, and here's what your rent expense should be, and here's how much you should spend on insurance, and here's how much you spend on marketing. Typically, it's all based on a percentage of your revenue because what you're trying to figure out is what's your you profit, making more money yeah. than you're spending, right? What is our profit? So, based on that equation, a lot of times there was this idea. I, remember hearing about learning about everybody kind of talked about this idea of like 10%, right? You spend 10% of your you know gross revenue on your marketing. Well, what's happened is we've gotten a lot better at tracking, especially companies that have transitioned over to, you know, majority or primarily digital mm -hmm. strategies. Obviously what we do at 1IMS is all digital efforts, right? So we can track everything. And for the most part, for most businesses we work with, we can track not only the how much we're spending and how that's relating into the leads, but we can track what that's turning into in terms of revenue and what that what is that in a percentage of that revenue, right? What kind of return on investment you're getting. So I would look at it from a couple of different ways. How much we're spending on marketing should really be a question of how much are you willing to spend or how much can you afford to spend based on that same idea of we want to make profit. How much can you spend to acquire a customer, right? Yes. So it should be a percentage of essentially your cost of acquisition. Uh, rather than a percentage of your revenue. And the only difference there is really the same number. It's a percentage of your future revenue, right? Because if you are spending 10% of your revenue or 20% current of your, revenue. Your, your current revenue, you if you don't acquire any customers, then you're just spending 10% of revenue. If your revenue just stays the same, right? If you have a repeat business right. or whatever that may be, you're just marketing to your existing customers. But if you want to acquire new customers, then you have to look at your profit margin and say, okay, well, here's what our hard cost is. Here's what our, you know, time and, you know, all these kind of things. These are salespeople. Here's the ad spend. Here's the marketing spend. Here's the agency fees, all that kind of stuff. Here's what we're spending on content. Add all that up. And like, what is our cost of acquisition? So like, is it costing us three or, you know, 30% essentially of our lifetime value of a customer? Essentially, that would mean I'm getting you know, three times return on investment. Absolutely. Getting a five times return on investment for every dollar I spend, I get, you know, $5 back. It's about a 20% 
cost of acquisition. So I would look at it more from that perspective. And then I would break it down into two main categories, right? So you have new business, the new business that's a startup or a young business that's trying to grow, trying to grow aggressively. And then you have more of an established business. So I would look at it and say, hey, you know, for a new business, you need to spend a higher percentage. I mentioned the idea of like 30%, right? You're willing to spend 30% in terms of a cost of acquisition or 30% of your future revenue in order to acquire the customer. I think probably a safe range, depending on your business and business model, would be like maybe 15, 20, 25. I think between 20 and 30% is typically safe for most businesses we work with. When you get towards that 30%, Sometimes it can become unprofitable because then you add on all the other expenses that it costs you to run a business and you're already a new business. So it may be expensive, but that's what it takes to to grow and start up a new business, right? You have to to spend money to to make money, right? So that's where I would say in terms of healthy ranges of a new business, you want to spend anywhere from 10 to 20% or sorry, 15 to 20%, probably 30% or on the high end of your future revenue. Or the other way to look at it is of your cost of acquisition, right? In relation to the revenue that you're going to bring on. The other side is more established company. So more established company, they have more brand awareness. They have more existing customers. They also have a lot higher revenues, right? There is a some point of diminishing returns when it comes to marketing for most companies. So if you're a billion dollar company, you don't need to spend 20% of your revenue on marketing, right? Maybe 6% of your revenue or 5%. Right. It's still a high number, right? So I think you have to look at it in relation of how established your company is and then also the, the revenue size. So I want to walk through a couple of examples of what those numbers would look like, right? Because I think there's some common pitfalls people come into when calculating this equation. So let's just say for the sake of math and round numbers, let's say we're a $10 million company, right? And want to grow by 15% this year. The goal is to grow by 15%. So when we look at the old way to do it is say, hey, we're going to spend 10% or 20% of our revenue. That's 10% or 20%. Wait a minute. If you're at $10 million, most entrepreneurs say that's a lot of money in marketing. I don't want to spend a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at it and say, hey, we need to grow by 15%, right? That means that we need to be 11.5 million. So 20% of your revenue should be about 2.3 million. So that's actually 23% of the 10 million, right? Because we're going by 15%. So like you said, that it could be seem like a high number, but okay, we're a ten million dollar company. We should spend you know two point three million. Again, that's twenty percent. So you could say, okay, we're ten million, but in our market, that's an established company. So maybe we want to spend six percent or ten percent mm-hmm. or twelve percent. So you can play with those numbers. But again, for the sake of round numbers, let's say it's a million or let's say it's two million. How do we calculate that? Is again where a lot of common pitfalls come into play. You have to look at all of your, we're talking about your marketing expense, and sometimes it can even can lump into sales in terms of what yeah. your cost of acquisition is. So we need to look at our marketing personnel, our sales personnel, commissions that need to be paid out, our actual ad spend, creative, our agency fees, any other things that we're outsourcing, any overhead or tools Technology. and technologies that yeah. go into that. So when you look at that, it seems like a lot, but it's not. I mean, if we say, hey, we're a $10 million company and we have very aggressive growth goals because we want to spend, we want to grow by 15%. So we want to go from 10 million to 11.5 or 12 million. And we should have at that point, a couple of person marketing department, probably a marketing agency, spending money on tools and technologies, you know, our website, our creative hosting, all these kind of things. It is going to add up. And again, when you look at that and say, okay, it's 10, 15, 20% cost of acquisition. I think people would say, you know, 
all day. If I could spend mm-hmm. 2.3 million and make 11 million, they would do that, right? It's still a small percentage of that, that ultimate revenue. So of course that number is going to be higher than what you're expecting or what you know feels comfortable is because you want to grow. You need to look at it in terms of a percentage of your future revenue. But that also, one good point would be to look at the actual business model, right? Because if the first 10 million is a foregone conclusion, then yes. you're really marketing to get 1.5 million, right. not 11 million, right? Because you're looking to get that extra incremental. So then you look at, okay, 20, 30% of 1.5 million is a different number. So those are some things you have to look at. And then the second pitfall that I see is probably more, this is more common, right? Less common that we'll have a 10, 20, $100 million company that says we can find, you can find the budget, right? The more common pitfall is someone who's a small, very small business or, you know, startup that says, hey, I'm doing 800,000 in revenue today. Last year I did 400,000. So we grew. 200, doubled, yeah. right? Now we're at 800,000 and my goal next year is to do 2.5 million. So I'm going to spend 10% of my revenue. It's 80,000. Just hired a marketing person, paying them $60,000. So here's $20,000. What can we do, right? So now you're looking at basically trying to make a miracle happen with $20,000. How do we make a $2 million business? To grow by triple the size. Yeah. So that is probably the most common. And that's where, again, your marketing budget also has to be aligned with your actual expectations, really, and what you're trying to see. So I'm not saying that, hey, a $2.5 million growth is out of the question, but you have to look at the business model, how you went from 400000 to 800000 and is it realistic to go to 800 to 2.5 by investing into marketing or digital marketing? And if so, if you followed that same percentage that we talked about and said, hey, okay, I'm going to spend 20% cost of acquisition. So basically, I'm going to get 20% means for every dollar I spend, I get $5 back, right? So I'm getting $1 in, $5. I'm getting five times return on my investment. So you would have to spend $500,000 to make $2.5 million. So when you look at it that way, anybody would say, yeah, if I spend $500,000 and I get $2.5 million, done deal. But that's like saying, you know, I'll buy the lottery ticket if I know I'm going to win. You don't know until you, right. you do it. So I think that's probably the most common mistake that people make when understanding how much we spend on budget it needs to be a percentage of your future revenue, but also needs to be realistic. And so I think just kind of looking yourself in the mirror when you make that calculation to say, is my growth goal too aggressive? And which, you know, as business owners, entrepreneurs, right. you never want to be too aggressive is not a word right. in our vocabulary, but it may be unrealistic to hold our marketing team to that standard, right? Let's come up with some very specific goals that are actual attainable, right? That are These are attainable goals. And I think that's what we see a lot of times with small businesses, it's like, you know, if I could just do something online that could get in front of thousands of people or millions of people, I just need X number of opportunities. And you can do the math and it can right. be feasible to say, yeah, we have the capacity to 2.5 million or 3 million or 10 million, we're only 1 million today. So, hey, we're a $1 million company, we'll spend 10, we'll spend 20% of our revenue, but we need to be $10 million. What about the guy that says, I really don't have a budget? Yeah. I have unlimited budget. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like we were just talking about. Especially with a startup, I mean, typically the businesses, the companies that can spend more money longer than their competitors are going to win out. Right. The so, one that can spend the most on so it sound, Yeah, it sounds crazy because it's not possible, right? It's not profitable for you to say, hey, we're an $800,000 company, revenue, and we're going to spend $500,000 next year on marketing. It doesn't make any sense. But really, that's what needs to happen. And it's not a direct impact. It's not a, you know, it's not something that you're going to see, you know, instant gratification of every month, 
I spend $1, I get $5 back, right? I spend $10, I get $50 back. I spend 1,000, I get 5,000. It might be something that you spent $500,000 in that year. And then next year you made $2.5 million back. So it has to be sustainable for you. And then it comes down to a cash flow perspective. So like you said, if someone says, hey, I have unlimited budget or hey, I don't know how to establish my budget. It comes down to what are your goals in terms of future revenue? What is a sustainable cost per acquisition or how much can you spend on a customer in comparison to that lifetime value that, that will still be profitable? And then most importantly, how long can you not, how, how long can you delay gratification right. and still have money? Like how long can you sustain this investment? Because again, everyone would say, yeah, I'll spend a million dollars if I make $5 million back. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening. And let's get back to our topic. For now. And it goes back to the lottery ticket examples. Like the chicken or the egg. You might spend that for three years and then now we're at three million and then you get 15 million back. Right. So it just depends on your business model and how much cash flow you can kind of sustain. And that's where a lot of startups with outside investments and venture capital, you see them, you know, I was going to say that win out because they can spend, they spend more money than they can make for three years, five years, 10 years. Correct. And then it might be how long it takes. And that's one I was going to say, Sam, you always talk about startups and I know you worked with a lot of them too, where they don't even have a customer yet. They have like 15 engineers. (laughs) And they're all like not cheap engineers. And then they get a whole floor of marketing people. You're like, how do they do that? And why are they doing that? Because they're not thinking about the revenue today. They're like, I know I need to, this is a new category. We need to create a ton of content. We need to take videos. So they hired the most seasoned marketer. They're not doing like entry level marketers from a college. They hire the best marketers, the best analysts, and they just go crazy. Or they start with an agency and then like, we're going to bring it all in-house because they're thinking about the rule of the third. Mm-hmm. If I'll spend $30,000, but I'm going to get a $100,000 client, right? Like I'll spend X dollars. A lot dollar. of the tech companies are, exactly. they are, are, a lot of startups are tech companies, right? So it's software-based business. Margins are extremely high. So they can, you know, normal businesses where you have a product or service to sell, you know, 10%, 20%, 30% marketing costs. That's where I say you start to get a little dangerous when you talk about 30% marketing costs because then you actually have whatever the cost of goods sold and what are your margins are going to be plus your overhead and employees. So you have some sort of equation you have to figure out there in terms of what is the break-even point and what volume do we have to do in order for that 30% to make sense. But then you have, like you said, a tech company where... They'll operate in the negative for right. years. For, well, and it's, you know, their margins are 90%, right? It's like they already have invested and created the software. There's no right. additional cost of bringing on another customer. So 
they're willing to do that. And the other thing is a lot of times it's like looking at a, like a market evaluation of, hey, this is a $2.5 billion market, right? Which I never liked that way of looking at things. I feel like whenever somebody says, hey, we did the research and this is a, you know, <laughs> pet food is a $2.5 billion food market. food delivery. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, yeah, that's you're not going to have the whole market. That's too big. It, it doesn't make sense. But the reason they do that is because of exactly what we're talking about. And like you said, the first hire is, you know, marketing director, sales director. They're investing Correct. in sales, marketing product is like down the road because they know that they will spend as much as it takes to acquire the customer. Correct. I mean, we see that still to this day with companies like Amazon, where they will pay $1,000 to acquire you as a customer. Then you're going to pay $14 a month for Amazon Prime because they know that once you are on there, once you're hooked, you're going to buy more stuff. I mean, they've done the math. They've figured out that. They're willing to spend more to acquire the customer. And that's, again, where I think I'm not suggesting that every business owner needs to borrow money or go in debt to invest in their marketing. But I think you need to be realistic with your growth goals to say, hey, how much are we willing to spend to acquire a customer? And what time frame do we need to see that return on investment? And if it's something where you're in a position as an organization that you have to spend money in Q1 to make the money back in Q2, you may not be ready to invest into a marketing strategy. I think it's something that you need to look at on an annual basis for most businesses of how much can we spend this year to recoup next year? And that's when you start looking at, okay, it was you know three times return on investment, five times return on investment. And over time, it's gonna it will create a sustainable way where you can say, hey, we have a 20% marketing cost, so we're profitable. We'd love to get that down to 18 or you know 15%. But it's rarely ever gonna be from day one where you spend thousand dollars in the first month and you get five thousand dollars in return so then the next month you spend five thousand dollars and you get twenty thousand dollars in return just doesn't usually happen that way good yeah and i think you touched on the and both of you talked about the SaaS business and mm-hmm. anything that is more you know less oh, human capital involved and more technology driven or things of that nature i think it's really coming to a critical mass in terms of the number of customers because that's when i think they have they reach that profitability or or they're either going for the company value as opposed to profit, right? Because essentially they know that if I had 1,000 customers pay me at a certain dollar a month per month, then our monthly recurring revenue is this much. And it's a multiplier of that revenue is what they're going to value the company based on, right? And then plus they have the the, the equity in the brand and also whatever the technology, right? The, the, the intellectual property that they built. So I think uh, one of the books that just came to my mind is the Reid Hoffman, who is the co-founder of uh, ePay, and, I mean, uh, BluePay as well as LinkedIn. I think he book, wrote a book called Blitzscaling. And he talked a lot about how any one of those platforms, even for eBay growing in terms of user base or or uh, LinkedIn growing in, in terms of user base, they were not focused on profitability or making money at all. They were all focused on the critical mass because mm-hmm. they knew that if they reached that critical mass in terms of the number of users, then the company would automatically become almost either creating a community, right? Like in the case of LinkedIn, it was all about creating a community where there's enough people actively engaged and now sure. it become a platform. There's transaction, things of that nature, right? So I think that is also essentially where I think business owners need to look at. It's not, hey, you know, I got to find, you know, just not just looking at it as from an advertising cost or marketing cost to acquire a customer, but also just kind of like, hey, that fresh mover advantage. If I'm going to wait around two years to really grow to my revenue, yeah. my potential revenue, would I miss out on an opportunity to create a category and would I miss out on an opportunity to be the biggest guy in that category? Yeah. yeah and I mean, I think the risk there or the hesitation is always based on, you know, Everyone knows, right? Like I said, it's got to spend money to make money. Everybody knows that it's a widely understood and accepted, you know, sort of cliche phrase. But am I spending money the right way? Mm -hmm. Because again, in hindsight, every business owner would say, okay, hey, 
I'm $10 million, I want to be $15 million. I need to spend a million dollars because I'm going to get a five times return on my investment. If I spend a million dollars, I'm going to get an additional $5 million in revenue, plus the initial 10 million that I already had. No brainer, right? Every business owner would do that. But it's always that scary thing of, is this the right $1 million that I'm spending it? Is it the right team I'm giving it to? Is it the right strategy? Am I targeting my audience? What happens if it doesn't work? And then how long am I going to, you know, I spend this million dollars and am I going to see it right away? Do I see it again? If I spend a million dollars, it's 80 something thousand dollars a month. If I spend $80,000 in the first month, I might run out of money if I don't make it back in the second month. So it's not a linear path by any means, especially when starting from scratch. And so I think you need to, whenever you're looking at that, you need to be confident that the, the growth opportunity is there and you need to be confident that that strategy you're implementing to a certain you know level of certainty is going to reap the results or yield the results that you're looking for. It's not an easy decision, but I think starting with those numbers is going to put you in a much better position to understand. And again, 20% is, is just a number out there. And I, again, I think that's on the high end and that's for an aggressively growing company that may be trying to push into a new market or establish themselves in a market. I think a more established company would be a little bit lower, 6%, 12%. You know, So look at that, see what you can afford to spend, look at what you can afford to spend to acquire a customer and then how long, again, you can sustain that investment. And that's really what you should be looking at in terms of your marketing, because again, it's all about becoming profitable, but might not be profitable from day one. And I think the question of how much should I spend on my marketing, you'll get a different answer depending on who you ask. You ask a VC that, the guy will say 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and when you run out of money, you get more investment to spend on marketing. Now you ask somebody who's been running their own company for 60 years, how much you spend on marketing? He'll say as little as possible. Right. Yeah. It's a waste of money. That's what, because he thinks that I don't need marketing to grow. I've done this for 60 years. So or I'm it's not like, really looking to grow, right? Because I'm just going to be profitable. I want to have the books very clean. So when I correct. sell my company, it's like, hey, you know, our profit margins are 25%. Because I'm not spending, you know, that right. 10 to 15% on the marketing that you should be spending because I'm not looking to grow. And so another, it just depends on what you're trying to do. And another thing, when things go well, instead of marketing more to keep going, they cut back on marketing because, oh, we got a lot of work. We don't need any more marketing. And when things go poor, they'll call marketing agencies and say, how fast can you get me some more business? Yeah. Think about that. Or better yet, it's, it's, it's just like it doesn't make sense the way they're doing it. Or if, if the first thing they want to shave off is marketing. However, it needs to be the front line. That's the thing that drives your growth. Yeah. If you're trying to grow and stay competitive and stay, stay relevant, how many ever years you have to be focused on that? And like I said, a lot of times it's a young entrepreneur saying, I want to be $2 million in one year. And then how much are you going to spend on marketing? $2,000. Right. And that's, that's <laughs> on Instagram a, ads. That's again, where it, it comes down to this percentage, this equation, it makes sense. And it still can be profitable right. from the beginning for most businesses where your growth is a percentage of your revenue, right? The problem is when your growth is greater than your revenue, like the example yeah. I said of, hey, we're $80,000 and we need to be 2.5 million. That's where, okay, well, I think we can get there, but this number that I'm going to tell you is going to be scary because I, I think you should spend, you know, 500,000 or 800,000 <laughs> on marketing. And that was your entire revenue from last year. So right. again, I don't think that is unrealistic in terms of figuring out that equation. But I do think that would be an unrealistic investment for most business owners without getting outside funding. So again, it comes down to what is your actual growth potential? Is that an unrealistic goal? Or is marketing essentially maybe the, is marketing in this case, the best use of your revenue? Are you to a point right. where you should spend that percentage on revenue or expect all of your growth to come from marketing? Do we need to invest in a you know commission only sales team or something like that, where we're going to spend more than 20%, maybe we'll spend 30%, 35%, 
cost of acquisition, but it's guaranteed because I'm not paying commissions until the sale is done. So you got to get a little more creative in those scenarios. Um, and I don't think you can just rely on you know, spending 10% of your revenue and expecting to triple your business. And I think this episode answers so many people's questions. And it's the common question. I probably get that five times a day because we, you know, we get startups, small businesses asking, well, I want to do Facebook ads. How much should I spend? What is a preliminary budget you recommend? And I'm thinking to myself, what do I answer this person other than check out that episode? That might help you out a little bit. Yeah, Because it's a long conversation. I have to ask them how much you're making today. What are you hoping to make? I mean, I can't just come up with a price. I have no idea. It's different for everybody. But yeah, exactly. I think this is a great, great starting point of yes. just, well, where do you want to be? How much is a customer worth to you? And how much can you afford to spend to acquire that customer? That should start your equation. Or how much are you willing to spend on a lead? They don't even have a number to come up with and right. say, hey, what are you looking to spend? If I give you a lead at a, if that's $100, how many leads do you need? And how many can you afford, right? Everybody's right. got a threshold. So, oh, if I start seeing results, I'll spend more. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> and I think it's not just measuring. Tell me which lottery ticket to buy too. Right. And I do think it's not just an immediate sale. It also is the lifetime value, right? So essentially yeah, we, we talked about so yeah. many different it needs to be a third. Yeah. So many different industries, the lifetime value could be a lot greater. And in those instances, maybe it is that you are, you're for, for going profit for the short term in the hope of getting the long-term lifetime value from each new customer that you acquired as well. Yeah. And if, uh, Again, you can sustain that. I mean, that will be wildly profitable in the long run because you're also going to outspend your competition and put, you know, position yeah. yourself in the market where, again, we talk about Amazon all the time, but it's they're willing to spend more to acquire the customers and everybody else. On the B2B. Uber, I mean, it's right. the same thing. Airbnb is Salesforce like, is on the B2B side. Yeah, perfect, so example. perfect example is like, yeah, I mean, they're just going to practice what they preach and build out a huge sales team and spend a lot of money on marketing and they'll spend more than the competitors, right, to acquire a customer. Because that lifetime value of the customer is so high and once you start using that product or service, you're going to ingrain that into the DNA of your company. And as you grow and scale and hire more people, then you're going to pay more to use that. So that's a perfect business model to explain of why you know you might spend $10,000 to acquire a customer that's only paying you $11,000 in the first right. year. On paper, you're not going to make any money on that because you have the sales team, you have development team, you have support, all of that. But that customer for 10 years and their price is going to increase by 10, 15, 20% year over year. Then now we're talking about, oh, I spent $10,000 to acquire a customer that's worth one hundred fifty dollars or $200,000 or $300,000 to me. Then that equation starts making more sense. And if you have the ability, you have the cash flow, to sustain that for five years, 10 years, none of your competitors are going to be able to keep up with that. Absolutely. Any final thoughts, anyone? That's it. I mean, I think, again, this question is sometimes extremely complex and there's a lot of different nuances that could impact that. So if you have questions about how much you should be spending on your marketing or how do I calculate my cost of acquisition or my cost per lead or a percentage of my future revenue, or what is the addressable market? We'd be happy to discuss that. You could send in your questions to the podcast. We can answer them on the podcast or you can set up a call we can kind of walk through those numbers specifically. I think just oneims.com slash podcast, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Growth Marketers is brought to you by One IMS, helping you reach new heights through integrated marketing. One world, one web, one IMS.